What's up, bitches? You already know the deal. Tainted Judgment Podcast coming to you live on this beautiful Tuesday. Uh, boy, feeling good, feeling bright. Just came back from a uh, a nice vacation. Did a week up north in New Hampshire and Maine. Riding solo, riding around, looking at wildlife. Uh, you know sightseeing and checking out different trails and everything it was it was fucking dynamite man feels good you need to get out every once in a while and really uh do what you like to do you know break away from work you know as much as that might piss people off you know you gotta do what you gotta do man you gotta make yourself happy keep yourself alive hope everybody's doing good out there Hope everybody's keeping it real. It's starting to get a little warm out there. Not not too bad. You know, uh, It's I think historically it's probably been a lot warmer this time of year. But we're doing pretty good, you know. 80, 81, 82, you know. Still dipping down in the 70s. Feeling feeling nice, man. Love it. Polar bears like me, this is, this is A1 weather is what I call it. Got to uh, talk a little bit about... You know, uh, leaving things alone when you've got them at a point where enough is enough and everything is good. You know, everybody loves what what's going on. You know, everybody's content with the product you're putting out, or uh, you know, just anything in general. You know, whether you're a restaurant, filming, podcasting. Whatever it may be, you know, and as far as podcasting goes, I might be, uh, you know, talking out of tongue here because I'm not too experienced myself, but hey, it is what it is, right? What brought all this here, uh, this idea about, well, unless you've been living under a fucking rock and you're not like me, see me for the past year, I've been waiting for this new revamp of the, uh, Jurassic Park Enterprise. Can't go wrong. Hands down. Besides, and I'm not into Star Wars and all that bullshit and Star Trek and whatever uh, enterprises that are out there. But for me and my money, this is the real fucking deal, man. You you don't get any better than dinosaurs. I'm sorry. That might aggravate some of you guys, but it's just the fucking facts. Okay? Dinosaurs. Cars are another one. You can't go wrong. Um, so what makes you say such a thing, John? You got your favorite movie coming out. What could possibly make you try to dive into this, you know? Well, it's simple, you know. About two weeks ago, they started dropping the, the big teasers, you know. I, maybe a little bit longer ago. They started dropping the big teasers, you know, how... In the beginning, they kind of drop a little 30-second clip at the end of all the, cre- you know, the uh, the trailers, you know, for movies. Like, let's say you go to the movie theater, and it's, uh, you know, it's January, and they know that they're about to drop some straight-up fire come, you know, August. What they'll do is you'll go to a movie, you'll sit through all the bullshit, fucking Bridesmaids 3, all the shit that deserves to die a death, you know what I mean? Um, and then at the very end, they'll hit you with something, you know, the screaming of a person followed by fucking th- thundering footsteps, 
then a dinosaur roar, and then it'll show the symbol for Jurassic Park and a date, you know, and it's always fucking way out. So now you're sitting there going, oh, what the fuck? Now all I can think about during this movie is how excited I am for this new fucking dinosaur movie. And, you know, oh, my God, it's it's I got to wait eight months to see it. This is what they do to us. This is how they keep us interested, lock us in, get us all hyped up and excited. You know what I mean? So towards, you know, once they start getting closer, so now we're a month out, we're two weeks out, they start to, they start to drop all the really good shit. Now they're dropping three-minute-long trailers. Fuck the 30 seconds. Damn the one minute. We're going to three minutes and above, bitch. We're going to start dropping interviews from the fucking cast. Um, they're going to be talking some bullshit about how excited they are, followed by some fucking... Uh, bullshit political statement. We gotta kind of crop that out, uh, you know. But the good shit comes out. So, um, you know. So now I'm really getting pumped up and excited. I see that there's this new trailer on YouTube. It's three and a half minutes long. You know, damn all my normal Joe Rogan podcast interviews and Howard Stern music clips and all that. Damn it to hell. I'm watching this brand new trailer, so boom, I put it on, everything's looking good, they got fucking um, Chris Pratt, he's all oiled up, you know what I mean, yoked, he looks good, probably smells nice, uh, the, the, the redhead broad, she's a fucking dime piece, she's all dressed to the nines, all dinosaur out, uh, they're bringing back the older cast, and then they had to hit it with the fucking bullshit. And this is where this is where all this is coming about. They hit us with something that they kind of got into on the last film where now they're training dinosaurs to do shit, okay? When is it going to stop? When are we going to fucking stop doing this, okay? There's nothing cooler in this world than the thought of the original Jurassic Park, we open up a place, everybody fucking dies, and the only thing that's left living is these badass lizards with a high temper. You know what I mean? And now we got to get away from that and, you know, and, and get into this bullshit about training raptors. What the fuck is that? Now I'm not a I'm not a you know I like to pride myself on knowing some animal knowledge, but I think we can all agree that we're not going to be training fucking raptors if we bring them back to life. If we bring a a woolly mammoth back to life, we're not going to uh, teach him how to ride a fucking pedal bike. You know what I'm saying? So why are we putting this bullshit in the movie and taking away from the shit that the OG fans really want to see? I'll give you another example: Fast and the Furious. Tremendous, tremendous uh, series. I mean, we're talking top-notch here. Now, there's probably, I think there's been about 10 movies now, Fast 10 or something like that. I think I I could be wrong, but I think the last one I saw was the one with Paul Walker in it. Actually, Paul Walker in it. And God rest his soul. uh, But the reason why that was my last one is because in the trailers for the one following that, now we've got tanks coming in on fucking parachutes, and we've got guys with ray, uh, with laser beams, and motherfuckers 
getting blasted off in the space shuttle. They're, they're flying to space in a fucking 73 Ford Pinto. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'm sorry, guys. There's no accurate rims in, in fucking outer space. You can't make it to Mars in your fucking 94 Honda Civic. It's impossible. It doesn't happen. It's not realistic. So let's fucking stop. Let's just cut the bullshit. You know what I mean? Why are we doing this? You had a you had a storyline, and sure, you know it was basically the same thing every time. You know, uh, somebody uh, somebody gets hurt racing. We gotta go and find the guy. We gotta put him in jail, or we gotta put him in a fucking wheelchair, and then we're gonna race in the middle, and then at the end, somebody's gonna have a fucking kid, and then we're gonna hug each other, and we're gonna remind each other of just how important fucking family really is, right? That's the premise for all of this. For, for for six, I think it was like six movies. For six movies, at least five movies, this was the premise. And then they just go right off the fucking deep end. They start with the bullshit, you know. And I don't, we got fucking, you know. And I like The Rock as a, as a human being. I think as a, as a man, I think he's a stand-up guy. Um... In the unlikely event that you're listening to this, do me and the rest of the world a favor and stay the fuck out of politics, okay? You're not running for president, you know? Uh, Just stop it. Just quit while you're ahead. It's fucking stupid, okay? But back to the main important shit. Love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I've loved him since he was a kid, since I was a kid, rather. Watching him, you know, on WWF and shit like that way back in the early days. Dude was putting in work. He had the swagger, had the eyebrows fucking greased up, yoked up Samoan. Bad motherfucker. Just just putting in the work that needed to be done, you know what I mean, in the ring. And he slowly progressed into this, uh, I guess you could say, uh, extremely invasive acting career. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that every movie that has come out in the past five years, today being 2022, so going back five years, you we're looking at 78% of all films created since 2017 have featured the Dwayne The Rock Johnson in some form, capacity, whether it be a voiceover, whether it be just general role acting, um, I mean, you name it, live, candid, whatever. He's in the fucking movies. And I love you to death, but you got to stop. We got to be able to fucking breathe here, okay? There's people that will fit the role that don't have to be like you. You know what I mean? How the fuck are you going to have him be the Tooth Fairy? We all know that the Tooth Fairy is a little, you know, spindly, weak, you know, uh, a little flamboyant, if you you know what I'm trying to say here. little queer, maybe, you know, not really sure, but kind of sure at the same time of what they're looking for in a man, woman, or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, how are you going to have... Dwayne The Rock Johnson take that role. What has become of society? Who are we trying to fucking fool here? Okay. So they started to 
taken The Rock as a uh, as a cast member. They got him as a police officer. And in the first movie, I thought he did great. I was like, wow, I was genuinely shocked. I kind of rolled my eyes. Oh, here we go again with this fucking guy, you know. But he actually did a great job. Very compelling performance. And, you know, I thought, all right, well, this is pretty much it. I think that we're done here. You know, I think we've seen enough. Well, fast forward a year. I mean, I feel like they come out every three months. So maybe, you know, it was six months. So six months later, we see a, a, a preview. And guess who's in the fucking preview? Guess. I'll give you one guess. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Again, for the 80th fucking time. Yeah, we know what you're cooking. You're cooking up a can of whoop-ass on a fucking movie that's meant for 10-year-olds. You know what I mean? Stop it. You know? So once we start to see him, you know, just kind of repeating these roles, it's like, dude, we need to fucking breathe. You know, they brought uh, Jason Statham in. Boom. Awesome. Great. You know, but unrealistic fucking shit. They got cars flying. They've got, you know, uh, you know, rocket cars and like I said, space and all the bullshit. Guys, you got to stop when you've got something good going on when you have a product that people like we approve you've got the stamp you've got the box off uh, box office money to uh, ticket money sales to prove it stop quit while you're ahead we don't need if you have to bury this um if you have to bury this film franchise for the betterment of society you have to do what you have to do as human beings, we have to make decisions sometimes. And although they might not be um, the easiest thing in the world, you have to make them nonetheless. And it might hurt. It might not. You might be hurt by it at first. But at the end of the day, a year, two years, three years, a decade later, go, you know what? I think we made the right move. I think that was a solid move that we made, man, because... If we would have went forward, look what would have happened. And this is not just in film, okay? This is this is in everything we see. Think about the last time you went to your favorite restaurant, right? Now this is this is usually what happens, right? Somebody tells you, "Hey, you gotta go down, and you gotta try the blank dish from blank," okay? So you get all excited. You're all riled up. Now you're hearing it from another person. Maybe three more people. Who knows? Everybody's ranting and raving. They got the best steak. It's tremendous. It's juicy. It melts in your mouth. It's just... It's fantastic. Then what happens is you go and you try it. It knocks your socks clean off. You fucking love it, right? Oh, this is so good. This is great couple days later, fuck, man, you know, that was so good the other night. Let's go back, babe. Come on. Come on, honey. Let's go back. I'll buy. I'll buy. So you go back. Boom. You have it again. Now you got to give it a rest. We don't want to tire it out, so let's wait a little bit. You go back a month later, and guess what? It's off the fucking menu. Now, everybody and their mother has been ranting and raving about this item, okay? 
and maybe it's been on the item on the uh, the menu for probably 15 years up until this point. But they take it off the menu for no reason. And then you ask, well, what do you got? You know, do you guys still offer this? No, we don't. Well, why is it still on the menu? If you're not going to offer something anymore, you have to take it off the fucking menu. You can't have it printed into the paper that we have to read to decide what we want for dinner. Because when you show up and I go, oh, man, I want that that end-all, be-all steak that everybody's been talking about, I'm not even going to bother open up to page four. I'm not going to look at the chicken options. I'm not going to look at the pasta options. If I'm there for that steak... I'm going to order that steak. If I'm there for that banging-ass grilled chicken plate, I'm going to bang that thing down, and nothing's going to fucking stop me. Except for when you come up to me, and you've got a smart mouth, and you and you act as if I'm supposed to know. I'm going to have the... Uh, I'm going to have the, 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 the steak of all steaks. Oh, uh, well, I'm sorry, sir. We don't have that anymore. And they always give you an attitude. What else would you like? So now you're on the spot, and and it's always one of those things when you know what you want right off the rip. You, for some reason, you're kind of like I'm gonna pass the torch off to everybody. I'm gonna let everybody be, go before me, so that way they can order. They don't feel pressured, which is kind of I guess now that I s- say it out loud, it sounds quite the opposite. But uh, you know, the intention is there. Like, all right, I'm gonna let everybody else order. So I don't look like this big dick. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what I want. You know what I mean? Rush into conclusions here. So you let everybody order. And now, okay, sir, what would you like? I'm going to have the end all be all steak, please. Oh, we don't have that. So now you're on the spot. You don't have a backup plan. Now you got to pop open the menu. Everybody's looking at you like, what the fuck? We want to put these appetizers in. They get, and there's, every time this happens, guys, there's a table, two tables over. Big, big birthday party, graduation, bar mitzvah, um, you name it. And they are ready. They are putting their order in. They are down to the second to last guy. So in other words, if you don't put your wish list in right now, right now, what's going to happen is that big ass table with three times the people is going to come over and they're going to put that ordering their system first and now you're getting food four hours from now you are gonna have to have four hours of conversation before you can put your fucking mouth over your fork containing your delicious meal all because you didn't have a backup plan why do restaurants do this why do you do this to us leave your menu alone if it works leave it fuck Damn the summer specials. If you want to have a summer special, that's fine. But you can't have something on the general menu and then try to pass that off as, oh, well, that's a summer item. That's what Longhorns... I'm going to call them out. This is what Longhorns did to me back when COVID began, okay? For those that don't know, Longhorns had fried pickles. They were banging. They were banging. 13 out of 10. Loved them. Everybody loved them. One of those things you order and the person that you don't typically go out to eat with kind of makes a funny face. Oh, why why waste the money on that? Shut up. Try it. Shut up. 
And then they put it in their mouth and their fucking eyes go all white and everything else. And they're looking around and, oh, my God, this is so good. How did I never know? I'm going to order these all the time. Well, we did order them for two years. And then all of a sudden, bam, what do you know? They took them off the menu. Well, where are they? Do you guys have any intentions of bringing them back? No, there's no talk of that at all. Why would you do that? When three out of four tables are ordering this fucking item off your menu back to back to back. I've seen some tables back in the day. They would bring it out and these guys would say, you know what? That was so good. Bring another round. Because these guys didn't plan on picking at this, but they had one and they just couldn't fucking stop. They just wanted to keep shoveling them into their mouth and down their throat, you know? Boom, they take them off, you know? And then some asshole has the audacity to tell me, well, that was a that was a summer item. No, it wasn't a fucking summer item because I remember specifically back in December ordering this very fucking meal. How are you going to tell me? Don't you love when... The uh, the waiter or the waitress has all the fucking answers. Not some, all of the answers. You ever get that know-it-all uh, person as your uh, as your waiter has every answer in the book? No, we don't do it like that. We put this, 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 and this in it. Then it comes out. They fuck the order up. Now, hey, you talk. Well, no, you said this. Shut up. Shut up. You know, it's just. It's just frustrating. Leave the shit on the menu. If you know my family, you know my grandfather. I'm not going to say his name, but you know my grandfather. And you're probably laughing if you do because you already know where this is going. My grandfather's the type of guy where you go out to, let's say he's got this restaurant. He went there last week. It was the best meal of his life. He orders a, now this guy, it doesn't matter if you're three minutes from the ocean or three hours from the ocean. If you have fish on the menu, he's going to order it. A wise man once told me, 30 minutes or more away from the ocean, don't eat it, it's frozen, blah, 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 blah. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. I'm not here to debate that. But regardless, my grandfather will order fish almost right off the rip every single time. So, my grandfather's the type of guy, he'll go, oh my God, I had this scrod, you know, and it was amazing, and, you know, they put the bread. Now, when you read the menu, it will say, you know, breadcrumbs on top, pan-seared, whatever. I'm not sure how you cook fish, but pan-seared, you know, uh, filet, whatever. And he'll order it as it comes. Love it, love it, love it. Then he'll go back a week later and he'll order the same fish. But what he'll do is he'll say, I want you guys to add a little bit extra breadcrumbs. I want you to load it on there. But don't put too much. Don't get too carried. Tell the cook, don't get too carried away. Put some on there, but don't go crazy. So now he put so now they do what he says. Or they say, well, we'll put some extra on the side for you and you can do it yourself or whatever. And it will come out exactly as he intended it to. But now he hates it. So the minute that it touches his tongue, it's not satisfactory. Well, 
They had to have sold the restaurant. It has to have gotten a new owner. There's definitely a new manager on board there. There's that cocksucker right there. You know, these motherfuckers, I knew that they were selling the joint. It's like, dude, you found the joint a week ago. It is not. It did not sell. There was nothing in the Valley Breeze about it. Nothing in the Worcester Times about it. Nothing has happened in the past fucking week. The only thing that has changed is the amount of this breadcrumbs that you've put on your fucking meal, you know? But it totally ruins it for him. And I love him to death. And it's the funniest thing in the world. It's sad, but it's funny. You know, it's funny because you're watching him just berate the shit out of these waitresses, you know? Because sometimes they do genuinely fuck his shit up and... At that point, it is justified. If I tell you something, I'm expecting you to do it. Your one job is to take my, you know, part of your job is to take down my order exactly the way I wrote it. So if you don't take down my order the exact way I wrote it, I think that I, by default and by technicality, deserve to give you a little bit of shit. Now, whether that be in the form of vocalization, um, a bad tip, uh, not a bad tip. I've I've never been a bad tipper, but a lower tip. So instead of giving you twenty, some people I'll even give twenty five percent. Um, and what I'll do is is if you give me a shitty performance, you're gonna get a shittier tip. So instead of the twenty, you're gonna get fifteen. I really almost never drop below fifteen. And that's the other thing about my grandfather is that he will cuss you out. He'll <laughs> he'll just let you know that the meal sucked, you know, but he'll tip the shit out of you. And I have a lot of admiration and respect because it makes it somewhat worth it for the person who's being, you know, who's waiting on you. But, and it, so with that being said, now you know kind of the person that he is and how it can be very difficult going just about anywhere with him to eat. Every time that this man finds something that he can order and leave completely unmolested, what do you mean by that? Are you diddling the fish? Are you banging the fucking steak before it comes out? No, no, no. What I mean by unmolested is there is no need for, hey, can you tell the cook to put a little extra butter on it? Can you tell them to drop a couple extra fries in the basket? Can you cook the fries more well done? Can you, you know, run the gambit? Whatever, okay? There's no need. So it's a completely unmolested deal. You you see it on the menu, you know, uh, whatever, the uh, chicken cordon bleu, you know? I want the chicken cordon bleu. I'm not going to say I want the chicken cordon bleu with blank. Every time that this man finds that one dish that just totally gets his rocks off, knocks it out the park every time, he doesn't go back once every couple of days and overdo it because that's another thing he'll do. He'll overdo it and then he'll lose the the love for it. You know, he keeps himself throttled down because he knows it's that damn good. They always change the menu and take they could leave the entire menu, all 150 items on the menu exactly the way it is, but item number 149 is going to be replaced. That's going to be his scrod. That's off the menu, doesn't matter, and now we have a problem. Now we're going to now we're showing up 
and we're doing the, the same dance I described before. What are you going to have? Nope, don't have it. What's your backup? Oh, I'm sorry, you don't have one. Find one. Potty. Dinner's not coming out for a fucking week. Enjoy, cocksucker. You know what I mean? This is this is life, you know? Stop messing with the menus, please. Stop messing with the movies, okay? When you have perfection in your life, when you when you get to a consistent level with anything in your life, unless there's a risk to get better, there is no risk to get better when Longhorns took off the fried pickles. They only fucked themselves, you know what I mean? Because now that person that was going to spend the $12 on an appetizer like a dumbass is not going to do that because his favorite thing is not there. I know guys that'll walk right the fuck out of there. They'll walk clean out of the joint. Well, that's it for me. See you later. Boom, out. You don't have what I want, I got to go. It's as simple as that. You know? Stop messing with perfection. It's not worth it. You know? That's like me, you know, I'm a plumber by trade. That's like me going out and saying, well, I got this method locked down in my day-to-day job. You know, every day is different for me. But every now and then you get a job that's pretty much almost identical to a, t- to a certain degree, you know, one way or another. So if I, if I see on my job schedule I'm going to do uh, a garbage disposal, I already know what's involved. I know pretty much the same exact type of shit's going to go down that I ran into on the last one. Might be a little bit more difficult, might be a little bit easy. That's kind of, that's that's the teeter-totter that you're on, especially in the trades, right? So, so that's like me saying, well, I know every time I do a garbage disposal, I do it this way because it makes my life easier, it makes the job go quicker, you know, and I've been doing it this way for five years, okay? And now all of a sudden I show up and something in my mind, that little dumb bastard devil on my shoulder says to me, he goes, you know what, man? He goes, today's the day to fuck it up. Well, what do you mean, devil? Well, what I mean is we're going to try it a different way. Me and the boys were talking and, you know, we, we, we're going to try something different today. Instead of doing it this way, we want you to do it like this. And now you do it like that and you're getting fucking electrocuted you know, you pull it out, it drops on your hand, you're getting fucking burned. It's just the whole thing goes to shit. Why? How did we how did we get to this point? It's simple. You changed up what you're doing. You changed what you knew. You know, and now you got yourself into a pickle. Don't back yourself into a corner. Now, if there was a risk, uh, a reward rather, uh, for said risk. So if you're the type of person who's like, Damn, man, like I, I, you know, I've been working at this place for five years and it would really be nice to get a raise. You know, if you walk into that, depending who you're working for, you know, not everybody's working for a, you know, a fucking Gen Z type job like you see on TikTok with it, TikTok with it sending, you know, like check you later, dude, on the bottom of the emails and fucking texts and shit like that, you know. You could be with some old school motherfucker and you show up and you're like, hello, sir, can I please have uh, five pence more per day? Now you're in a fucking bind because this guy's going to say, you know what? If you're not happy here, then you got to go. You got to go. You got to get out. Right. That's a risk 
where there's a potential for a serious reward. And you have to weigh these things as you go forward. So if I'm an executive at Warner Brothers and somebody says to me, he goes, listen, man, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to throw everything we know about convention out. You like Fast and the Furious? You like dinosaurs, right? Well, how about this? Our new plan is we're going to combine them. Yeah, you heard me right. The Rock is going to come in. We're going to we're going to jam these two uh giant enterprises together. We're going to have dinosaurs driving cars, okay? In outer space. So now instead of Dom Toretto racing a black guy in the middle of Cuba for the eighth time trying to get Letty back. What we're going to do is we're going to put it, we're going to kill him off. We're going to have a T-Rex eat him. And then we're going to have the T-Rex hop in a spaceship, Ford Pinto, and we're going to blast him off into outer space. And that's where they're going to race. They're going to race on the moon. They're going to race on Mars. They're going to rain up. They're going to race in Uranus. Okay, that's like me doing that. And the way that things look and seem from the outside, from my point of view, it seems like they probably would be like, oh, this is this is a this is a beautiful idea. Really? I mean, oh, God. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Shut up. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. You know, that's a that's a risk you're going to take. That's not worth a reward. You have to weigh this shit. Everybody. This is this is every human being on the face of the planet. You know what I mean? If you've got $5 left to your name and you go, you know what? You got that candy bar in your hand. The guy, you know, the guy at the, the counter is kind of distracted with some broad he's talking to. He's kicking it to her. And it's like, you know, I could walk out of this motherfucker right now with this candy bar. And that's it. You know what I mean? And 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 eat it and fucking not even have to spend the $3 on it. Everything's Gucci, right? Well, but on the other hand, I could walk out of this motherfucker and he could call the cops. Or better yet, he could pull out that Nina and shoot me in the ass on my way out. Now we got ourselves a problem. Now we got some fucking static here. So weighing things is good. Weighing things is beneficial. It can either get you into a jam or out of a jam. And if you're an intelligent or halfway intelligent person such as myself, who is almost unequivocally never wrong, you're not going to get yourself into jams. And I'm being extremely sarcastic here. But you're not going to get yourself into a jam. And that's the moral of the story, guys. Top Gun just dropped. Um, and from what I can tell, I mean, I'm... I kind of watched the old Top Gun about, you know, oh shit, about two months ago, just by happenstance, and I didn't even know that they were coming out with a new one. I watched it kind of, I, it was okay. It wasn't, I didn't watch it and go, oh my God, this is the cult classic I've been waiting for. I'm a werewolf and Muppet guy, you know what I mean? I like, uh... I like singing along with Miss Piggy, and I like uh, dancing with Kermit and mouthing the words to Muppet Christmas Carol on my couch with a hot cocoa and some cookies. Come you know, come Christmas time, I'm that guy. 
you know, so when I find something I like, I am like, I am all in. I am completely, I put all my chips in a pile and I tell the dealer of life, I am fucking in 100%. And this was not one of those movies for me. It was okay. It was all right. You know, uh, typical 80s movie, fucking stupid music. I actually didn't know that, that dumbass song. I think that that's where it all began. Take my breath away. That song was playing nonstop in that movie. I don't know if that was... I know that Kenny Loggins had a deal with the movie company and he made the soundtrack. I don't know if that was like a bonus thing. I don't even know who sings this, Cindy the, Cindy the Bapa Lapa. I don't really know much about that song other than I fucking can't stand it. Um, But, you know, that's going on. Then they got the music, you know, that type of shit, you know, fucking that stupid 80s vibe that we've all come to love, you know, for younger guys like me, if you're like, a, you know, 90s baby, you know, late, late 90s baby, there's something about listening to music from the 80s or watching a film from the 80s you know you're watching et you're looking at the surroundings and we had like the very like tail ending of that type of shit we were the very end of the analog world and we'll get into that on another episode but you know so there's something about like a warm and fuzzy feeling that i get in my stomach and also knowing that my parents well my mother anyway uh you know really really lived in that world and loved it, you know, so I get kind of warm and gushy inside, and that movie just didn't do it for me. It just wasn't one of those those movies, you know, and I saw that they were dropping the new one, and, you know, in a way, I'm kind of excited because, like I said, once they dropped that three-minute trailer, um, they got the kid from, I think it's Wipeout, you know, the drumming movie, um, Sad that I'm a drummer. I never, I never watched it, but they got that kid. I think he was in uh, Potty X or whatever the fuck that movie is, and the the gun movie there. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, War Dogs, I think it's called or something like that. Um, but it, from what I could see, it was very true to the original script. They had a lot of the original guys. They even got. Val Kilmer off the couch, I mean, out of the uh, hospital bed for this one. Um, you know, he's got that hole in his throat. I think his son did his voice in the movie. Badass. I love it. I'm all in. You know, even though I didn't like the old movie because of how true to the the old one it was and the cast and the vibe I get from the trailer alone, I'm in. I want to see it, and I told my fiance, hey, let's go down there. And let's see it. And I'm also one of those guys, man. I'm not going on opening night. I've done that before. When you're in there, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a yeah, this is great. Until the people start talking and the kids are in the back laughing, and you know you're in the scary movie and people are fucking jumping. You got that fucking girl in the back. <laughs> I knew he was coming out. You know what I mean? And all that bullshit that goes down. You know. This is, it's just not for me anymore. I would, I'm the type of guy that now, so let's say Jurassic Park comes out today, what I'm, it doesn't, but if it did, 
I'm not going to go see it until three weeks from now. So that way the hype is down. I can get in the line. There's no question about what seat I'm getting. I might even go the day of them pulling them out of the theater. They say, hey, man, the last day you're going to see this is October 3rd. I'm going in that motherfucker like like, like, uh, like Tom Cruise in Top Gun. I'm walking in that motherfucker all dapped up, and I'm going to book my shit on on October 2nd, I'm going to watch the movie, I'm going to have four fucking seats to myself, I'm going to put my feet up, you can't do that on opening night, you can't, unless you want to get your ass beat, because if you do that, you're a fucking twat, you know, but I look forward to seeing that movie because they stuck to the script from from what I can tell, and I could be wrong, I could be wrong. When I go there and I sit down with my fiance and I got my popcorn and I got my four seats and I'm excited and I'm happy and I'm kind of I'm hyperventilating because I just walked up the fucking stairs and everything like that. And she sent me back out to get popcorn because she said she didn't want popcorn before we sat down. But then when we sat down, she saw somebody else with popcorn. So she said, can you go get me some popcorn? So now I got to get up and go get her the popcorn. And isn't it funny how they always wait until you open your snack? So I got my box of Bunch of Crunch and my Coke. And I peel that wrapper off. I peel the paper tabs back. Boom. I take the, I'm just about to take the first hit right to the fucking face. And all of a sudden, hey, can you go get me popcorn? Isn't that the story of my life? I can't be alone in this pursuit. And this is the chair creaking in the background. I'm not farting. I'm not blowing farts. This is just, the chair is very squeaky. It's an Amazon chair. What are you going to do, right? But I look forward to seeing it. Again, the theme here is keeping true to what you know works. And it looks like Tom Cruise and those guys did that with this. And I think that's true for life. And, uh. That's the moral of the day, guys. That's the moral of the day. Uh, today's music, today's song. Man, I just got done watching uh, Stranger Things. Um, I guess so. I think it's season four I just watched. It's actually the only season I've actually watched. But it was so good, I couldn't stop I couldn't stop myself from watching it. It just was, there was something about it. It just had me in its grips, you know, and towards the end, I was kind of like, oh, my God, you know, are they going to make it up to Russia? What are we going to do here? You know, uh, uh, what is Eleven doing? Who is this fucking blonde guy? Is he going to diddle her? Is he going to help her? What are we doing here? You know, but, you know, long story short, got through that, loved it. Can't wait. I think they're going to do a volume two, uh, I think July 1st or something like that. So I'm super fucking pumped. I'm sure everybody else that watches the show is going to be is real pumped up about it too but um you know throughout this season uh the redhead girl this shows you how hip to shit I am I don't know her name I'm sorry um the redheaded girl her favorite song is uh running up the hill by Kate Bush Never heard this song before. My mother is like the end-all, be-all 80s kid, was hip to everything, can recite every word of Madonna songs and everything like that. I played this for her. She said it was disgusting. Never heard it. But again, for some reason, being a late 90s kid, I get this feeling in my tummy where I'm just like, I feel like I'm at home. I feel like 
I'm back to when I was a kid and it was very analog and hands-on and toys and, you know, and I just love it. And I, I can't stop listening to this fucking song. And I got this kid that works with me and he's... Uh, the generation after me, iPhones and fucking rap and, you know, everybody, you know, deserves to die. You know what I mean? And that bullshit. So he really can't vibe with it. He kind of just falls asleep as I play it. But that's fine as long as I get to play it. And like I said, the name of the song is Running Up the Hill by Kate Bush. Throw it on. Give it a listen. Uh, hopefully it takes you back to a a certain state of mind where you can just kind of vibe out. I hope you get as addicted to it as I am. You know, it was kind of one of those songs you see on TikTok. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I saw it in the show and my fiance hates it, you know, and it's just for, for me personally, it's my shit right now. So that's what I'm rocking with. Give that a listen. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Hoping, I hope I made you laugh and uh, we'll catch up on the next one. Adios. Thank you.